0: Welcome to the Classic Hold-Up Podcast, where we analyze media from the past. Each episode features a different host that brings a fresh take on a film, TV show, video game, or music album of their choice. What can we discover? Do old favorites have a shelf life? Will the classics hold up?
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm your host, Torn Kaplan, and I am a student at Michigan State University. I'm currently a sophomore uh, studying digital storytelling, and today I have a very special podcast episode for you. We will be covering a TV show, actually, and that TV show is Survivor, which has been on the air for over 20 years now. But the early seasons of Survivor, like I just said, 20 years, they came out in the year 2000. And a lot has changed in the past 20 years. If you don't know what Survivor is, it is a reality show where anywhere from like 18 to 20 um, just people across America and now more than just America, but are placed on an island and they are forced to compete against each other and vote each other out one by one um, every couple of days. And then there's a couple of people left standing at the end. And the twist is the people that you just voted out have to vote for a winner. So the winner gets a million dollars. It's a huge television show. It's one of the biggest reality shows. And there's a lot of other fun aspects to it. Um, there's So to give a more detailed rundown through, you start off on you start off on a few tribes together with maybe 5 to 10 people and you have to compete against the other tribes and if you win in the competitions then you don't have to vote someone out but if you lose that's where you have to vote someone out so it's a very social game where you have to lie to people and you have to cheat not really cheat but you have to you have to be you have to be a little brutal if you want to win by lying to people and stabbing them in the back so it's it really brings out brings out the worst in some people but sometimes it can it can bring out the good and it's very interesting to see how different people can uh, react in that situation it's a very social game so along with doing those tribe challenges eventually when you get down to a certain number of players you you get together and you compete individually and then everyone has to vote someone out at that point but if you win individually then you don't get to be voted out and then hopefully that'll help you get to the end now in recent seasons of survivor 2 there's been more advantages and twists and fun new spicy things to make the game interesting and a lot of people like them some people don't you know Um, but it does still keep the game interesting and and fun to watch and then there's also the host who everyone knows and loves, Jeff Probst, who, he's a very well-liked host in the Survivor community, and he really is the glue that holds Survivor together. So, Survivor has changed a lot over the past 20 years, but it is still the same game at the end of the day. Last person standing wins a million dollars, and wins the title of Soul Survivor. Um, the, the motto of Survivor is, out play out Last. So, those are really, if you haven't picked up by now, the three things that you really need to be able to do. You gotta outplay in the challenges, you gotta outwit by lying to people and um, stabbing them in the back, and you gotta outlast to get to the very end. Now, me personally, I've watched Survivor for about since I was like 15, maybe, or maybe even sooner than that. Since I was, I've watched Survivor since I was like 13, maybe. And I've watched almost every season of the show since I started watching then. And I've even gone back recently I've been able to rewatch some of the old seasons. And that was super fun to see how the game has changed. But, I mean, new seasons are even coming out today. And I, it's, it's a big part of who I am just watching Survivor whenever they come out. I don't know, I just really like the show. I would even, like, play Survivor at camp with my friends. And we'd, like, quiz each other with Survivor trivia. And I didn't really know that much because at the time... I hadn't seen the old seasons, but I had some friends who'd seen the old seasons, and they were very impressive to know absolutely everything about any contestant that was on Survivor. I think it's very fun to go back, and even if you've seen a season, to rewatch it. Um, sometimes you you forget what happens because there's just so many seasons, but if you're able to go back and rewatch them, you notice new things, and you get to root for the players that you liked the first time, and really see how they. Went about their, their journey in the end. So that's one of my favorite things about rewatching old seasons. Now, someone I've met recently who is very much into Survivor and is one of these people that I've gone back and rewatched seasons with goes by the name of Brendan Priwara, and he's here with us today. Hello, hello.
0: Thank you for having me on your podcast, Torin. You're very
1: welcome. So do you want to introduce yourself?
0: Yeah, so uh, like you said, my name is Brendan. I am a very big fan of Survivor. It is my favorite, absolute favorite show on on the entire televerse or whatever you call that. Um, I have been watching Survivor since I was 12. Um, My parents have been watching it since it aired back in 2000. Um, I joined them watching live when I was around 12. I watched season 23. Um, That was my first season. And ever since then, I've caught every episode or every season live uh, to this day as it's happened. I have gone back and I have watched uh, the old seasons throughout multiple times. I'm currently going back and watching old seasons multiple times with friends, such as yourself, Torin. Yes, yes. Um, And uh, yeah, I would say that I have way—I'll rephrase that—I would say that I have way more survivor knowledge than anyone. Realistically, should have um, just in general. Would you call yourself a super fan? I would absolutely call myself a super fan. I honestly, if there was a step above super fan, I might even hit that. I'll be honest with right. you. It's not something I'm proud of specifically, <laughs> but it is something that I have to accept about myself. So, I guess that brings us
1: to talking about Survivor. Um, My favorite thing. So, the first season of Survivor came out 20 years ago, which is kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, the, the summer of 2000. It's, it's, it's,
0: well, 21 years ago.
1: Yeah nearly 22 such a long time ago um but i mean times were very different then and um even though the show is is loved just as much as it was then it it was a very different show people people
0: looked at it in a, in a slightly different way yeah i'd go i'd go a little bit I'd, I'd push back against that a little bit just because um back in the summer of 2000 torn the um survivor's first season of borneo was a like world, not worldwide, like a countrywide phenomenon, um, mm-hmm. much more than any TV event has been in the past, and I imagine due to TV kind of declining in in, in recent years, um, probably one of the biggest television events or phenomenons that we will ever see. I,
1: I would agree. I mean, currently there's so many shows now, but when in two thousand, when the um, television scene wasn't as polluted with so many options, like Survivor was one of the best options for sure. And Mm -hmm. everybody knew about Survivor and watched Survivor. The
0: people on the the show were celebrities. It had a primetime slot for sure. Um, And also it was twofold because obviously there weren't as many options to watch on TV, but also the amount of viewers that TV had was substantially more in 2000 than it is now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Obviously, if you take into account streaming services, it might be a little bit different, but in terms of like cable television, the numbers are not even comparable to today. So you had a lot of people watching tv and not a lot of things to watch and this new kind of quirky reality show that you could follow week by week um which had never been done before and was about people from all walks of life so uh people that you could relate to there was at least like one person that kind of came from a background that you came from um you watch them survive on an island and you do all these crazy things that you don't really expect people to do and they compete in like these fun little obstacle courses and they they vote people out it was it was very different and new yeah, very creative show especially for its time because like now you
1: think about it and you're like there's so many wacky reality shows that pop up every every month or so but yeah the first season was very different from the other seasons of the show i think most contrasts it was it was the most different out of all of the out of all of the seasons mm-hmm. um whether that be just from a filmmaking standpoint or
0: a Contestant standpoint or a strategy standpoint. It was just it was just very different. Yeah, other than like I, I, there are obviously technical things that are different It was filmed in four by three for like standard definition television and all that stuff um, There are some very early 2000s editing choices <laughs> um, in terms of like this little like there's like some funky low bass Like 90s music that that they play throughout most of the scenes um, in the background, which is a bit awkward They like, haven't quite figured out transitions yet <laughs> Um like, just as a host, Jeff Probst is very awkward and does not seem to really know what he's doing. Yeah,
1: he's a little, he's just a little quiet sometimes, and, yeah, you can tell he's, like, not not used to what he's doing, especially yeah. if you watch the other seasons beforehand. If
0: you, yeah, cut back 21 years to watch this current season of Survivor, season 49, um, and it is very apparent just how comfortable Jeff has gotten As the host, he will be screaming at contestants while they do a challenge. He'll be, he asks you very leading questions to try to (laughs) spill drama. Back in 2000 in Survivor Borneo. Jeff was a um, little more scared. (laughs) Jeff was like, yeah, a little afraid. He was like, there are certain instances where he's like, please don't make me make judgment calls. I don't want to do that. Um, Or like, he'll like fold. He'll be like, is this reward worth playing for? (laughs) The players will say no. And then he'll like find a new reward. Nowadays, he doesn't care. He will say what he needs to say, and he'll say exactly what he wants to say, and no one can tell him otherwise. But uh-huh. back in the day, Jeff needed to find his footing a little bit, which is always very fun to, but you know, I also, to go back and watch.
1: I also think that when people were watching the show then, and there wasn't anything to compare it to, people liked Jeff Probst. Like, mm. um, he was fun. I, I think people have grown to like him even more and more over time, but like, there was no no big complaints. Like, People weren't like, oh, he needs to be more energetic
0: or anything. He was just a, a good host. Right? No, he was doing... He was doing exactly what he needed to yeah. do. He was doing what any kind of host of a show did back in the in the day. So he was like hitting the bare minimum. He he essentially grew into his own character mm-hmm. after season after season after season where he became kind of like part of the show. He came so par- like ingratiated into the show that him as, him as himself was a character. Um, and I think he just like got comfortable in his own skin and started to, you know do all these things that he does now, but, you know, back in the day, he didn't do anything mm-hmm, wrong, mm-hmm. was just a little awkward at times. Yes, yes. Um,
1: well, apart from Jeff, there's a bunch of other people on the show, and that would be mm-hmm. the contestants.
0: Yeah, true. There's um, 16 of them.
1: Yeah. On, on the first season, there's 16 contestants, and I think that um, the casting of these contestants was very, um, very good for the show, I think, and very um, abnormal to what you'd see in 2000s television at the time. Um, there was contestants from, like you said before, from different walks of life and all over, mm-hmm. and you see how they interact on the show, which is very, very cool. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, for 2000 standards, for, sorry, for 2000 standards, it's very good casting. Um, for modern standards, it is pretty bad. It is pretty bad. Um, yes. in terms of just diversity, yes. there are 14 yes. white people and then <laughs> two token black characters. Um, and then one of the white people just so happens to be gay. Um, that is about it. There is no there's no other kind of culture. There's no like there's no uh you know, there's no Asian contestants on the show, there's no Latino contestants on the show. Um it is essentially just fourteen different white Americans from yes. different places, and then and then you have two two black characters as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have they have fixed
1: this in recent years and began to diversify their casting. but mm-hmm. the first season, I mean, obviously was not very diverse because that was 2000 for Man. you. I
0: mean they, re- they have like relatively. In terms of just like just like different walks of life, different yeah, occupations, different cool people, yeah. yeah, parts of the country you have because mm-hmm. you have like a corporate salesman, you have people um, from the south, you have and, a, you know, yeah, you have a, like a trucker from mm-hmm. the, the from like the deep Midwest, you have a retired Navy SEAL, you have like a like a outdoorsy whitewater rafting guide, you have all of these different kind of like you have a like a YMCA basketball coach, you have like a very interesting diverse cast. Um, where everyone has like a everyone is very unique. Um, it's just that, like, I don't know. I don't know what it was gonna go with there. It's
1: just not. It's just not super diverse. Yeah. Um. So I think obviously that that's not like. I mean, it's not the best. But if you understand the years two thousand, that's that's kind of what the norm was, and they have progressed. Um. Over over the years, which is great.
0: Mm-hmm. It was very important casting at the time, and I I don't think that if we went back and changed it, if we went back and changed it, obviously we could change it and make the diversity a lot better. Um, but I don't know if the show would have been as popular because people were not as accepting during at, at that time. That is true. Um, which is not like obviously there is a the the uh, ideal of diversity is much more important than whether a show is good or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there was a gay man on the show There's who was a very prominent character. Yes, true. Uh, Richard Hatch. If you are, if you were around in the year 2000, you know who Richard Hatch is, and you mm-hmm. know, like, like what he did and who is what his story is. But he was, I think, very interesting casting. Richard Hatch was such a like unique, layered character. Um, Which honestly for early for the 2000s for 2000 like on the dot was so impressive um, that they managed to or not managed to but they they didn't bend to things like like in the media gay stereotypes was a big Mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. um, where they would have where people would write in gay characters or cast gay characters and they would always be these very like what you, stereotypical flamboyant like yeah that's the gay, gay friend man. there'd be that's, so many
1: shows at that time where there's just a
0: gay friend and they'd make stereotypes out of yeah, it. yeah they're always very evo- overtly sexual for no reason mm-hmm. and like very not in tune of what like the the gay community is like mm-hmm. actually and obviously they do that like thinking oh we're being inclusive when they're when they're really not they're really doing just, what they should yeah, be doing perpetuating stereotypes richard hatch is very different exactly um because him being gay is like the Fifth most interesting thing about him Mm -hmm. where he's not cast as this gay character he's cast as himself he's cast as this because he's a corporate executive so Mm -hmm. that's his job he's cast as this like white collar executive guy um, where he's trying to kind of like uh, include these social strategies that you get from like office work or like you know like corporate office kind of work onto this island community um, which in itself is just interesting. Nothing he could have nothing else about him, and that would still be very interesting, I think, for Richard Hatch. But then you kind of dive deeper into him, and you find out he's gay. But he doesn't like. He just—it's just a fact about him. Yeah. He just—that's a whole scene in the in the show well, where he's just like, "Yeah, I am." Mm-hmm. Like, it's not really integral to my character. It's or like who I am really. It's just me. Mm-hmm. And um, other
1: than that, like the editors and producers of the show, like they—they they make you like him. Like he's.
0: Meh. <laughs> No? Nowadays, yes. Okay. If you watch the show now, he's... He's a fun guy. He's very fun, and he's one of the mo- more likable, like, because you have scenes where he goes fishing, and he's, like, a very good fisher because he's been fishing mm-hmm. since he was a kid, which is another area, an interesting thing about him. He's a nudist, so he, like, at he camp... He just walks around naked At camp, the he just takes off his pants and yeah. walks around, and he, like, specifies. It's, like, not in a sexual way. <laughs> he just <laughs> enjoys, like, the freedom of not having to wear clothes, and since he's, like, in this new society on a beach, he, he's allowed to do that because... He doesn't have, like, people are are comfortable around it. So, since nowadays, if you watch it and you have, like, a view of modern Survivor, he's very likable. And he's, like, he's a pretty, I would say, interesting character um, for the time. Then you have, um, when you watch it in the early 2000s, um, and he does this thing where he creates the first alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, as part of his, like, ideals of, like, corporate world, you know when you think about corporate world, you kind of need you need to network and need friends to get to the goals you want to accomplish, right? Yes. So he kind of brings that philosophy with him into the onto the island and since you have to vote out somebody every three days, he creates an alliance of people who won't vote for him and he won't vote for them. It um, seems like the logical thing to do to just team up with people, but, Yeah, but until then they just were voting randomly. Exactly. Like, no one expected that. At the time, alliances on shows like this were not a thing at all he created the first like a game show alliance game yeah. show alliance in tv history where he got a group of four people and he said listen we will not vote for each other i won't vote for you you won't vote for me and if we stick together we will can decide who goes home every week and we can make it all the way to the end of the game um without having to do anything um which Nowadays is so common practice that it doesn't work anymore.
1: Yeah, because people flip on their alliances and and backstab and do
0: crazy things. Not even flip on their alliances. Other people just also make alliances too. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but at the time, no one knew how to, no one even considered doing that. So you had people voting essentially randomly for the first couple episodes of the show where they would vote for this person because they were a little bit annoying or they would vote for this person just because... Or because their name started with the first letter of the (laughs) alphabet. Doctor Sean, we love him. Um, yes, yeah, so vote. You can vote alphabetically, which one guy, which one guy did, which is hilarious. You could vote just based on people you didn't talk to as much, and everyone's a vote was more of a personal, uh, yeah. private decision you just that they don't made. Don't want them here and you're voting your vote. And out. then you just like if the person you want goes home, you go, oh, cool. If the person you doesn't go home, it's no big deal as long as it's not you. Um, whereas once the alliance was created, which is a couple of episodes into the show. Um, they just decide who goes home every week, and no one is the wiser. No one. They're is... just like, yeah, there's five votes on this person. Like, okay, there's yeah, four votes on this person. They went home. Okay, yeah. Until they realize every week that like this person went home with four votes, this person went home with four votes, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, oh, this these S- four people, happening. these four people are colluding together. And at the time, America, they considered that like viewers in America considered that cheating. <laughs> um, they thought that that was like not like it went against the spirit of the show, which was to vote based on like. You know, reasons, uh most likely like camp related reasons, like this person mm-hmm. isn't contributing to the to the society, so we're voting them out. Um but I mean that it's a game for a million dollars. So like yeah. they're gonna do what they there's, have to do. There's no rules. I yeah. mean there's rules, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you you can vote for whatever you can vote for whoever you want. You can vote for whoever you want for whatever reason you want. Yeah. Um, and it just so happens that the reason is because they're out of your alliance, mm-hmm. which is not Wrong but a lot of people watching it at the time hated richard hatch um because of that and
1: mm-hmm. yeah because um, they were just they were mad that it was not part of the spirit of the game yeah but so, ever since that happened there's been alliances in every season
0: yeah he's he influenced the game in and not just the game but reality TV shows in general where alliances are so commonplace and like you don't have to explain what an alliance is anymore just people know what it is um it's just it's common strategy now in any kind of game show. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now
1: we're going to take a quick break for some ads. We'll see you back in a minute.
0: My name is Jenny Chow. My name is John Hart. My name is Sophie Shirley. When I complete my degree, I want to work in the audio industry. I want to work in the movie industry. I want to work for National Geographic and travel the world. My name is Jenny Chow. My name is John Hart. My name is Sophie Shirley. And, and I am Tom I Start your journey at comartsci.msu.edu.
1: Welcome back to the show. I guess we can really get into if the first season of the show holds up. Because, I mean, we discussed a few things. But there are like, I don't know, like a few arguments against why it might not hold up mm-hmm. um, for the show. I think the biggest thing is um, this guy named Rudy, who's the um, he's the, the Navy vet.
0: Yeah, he's a retired Navy SEAL. Yeah.
1: And he um believe he, he befriends Richard on the show. I believe and he's in his seventies as yeah, well. He's an old dude and he befriends Richard, who, as we discussed previously, is a gay man on the show. And um, it being the year two thousand, he uses the word queer um for for talking to uh,
0: like referring to him as ta- re- like yeah. as the queer, basically. Yeah. And it's yeah. like
1: it's it's obviously not not the best thing for the times but i mean that word has been reclaimed in the year 2021 mm-hmm. um and then other people are using the f slur to talk about um richard and like it's very off-putting when you're watching the show mm-hmm. um it's just i don't know it's very weird
0: yeah that is the one thing that doesn't kind of stick out to me as something that holds up because i've recently gone back and rewatched it and it's it's fine. Like, it, it it, definitely is slower paced than normal television. You can talk about all these technical things where it's like modern TV has obviously improved in so many ways yeah. that it's just, it's a little bit boring by comparison to kind of what you have now, especially compared to future seasons. Um, But even without, even if you kind of look past those things, which obviously you shouldn't look past them. But like, even if you just put them aside for a second, like there are still so many like, Fun and positive moments that kind of push television forward here, and you can kind of tell when you when you get to those moments. Oh, when you mention Rudy, uh, they do befriend each other, like Rudy and, and Rich befriend each mm-hmm. other. They become like one of the most iconic duos in America, really. Um, at the time, everyone who watched the show live knows who Rich and Rudy is, or Rich and Rudy are. Um, and it it there's a lot of like Rudy's storyline kind of in the in the show is very heartfelt and heartwarming. Heartwarming is the correct word there. Very heartwarming when you watch it um, because it's it's an old guy kind of stuck in his ways, um, used to being in the military and he uh, he like accepts the fact that he's the one who needs to fit in with these people. Like They don't have to conform to whatever he thinks. Mm-hmm. He needs to change his mindset and he comes to that realization pretty early and it's very interesting to watch how he starts to like, you know, of course he says some very not great things throughout the show um uh, but he does like genuinely i think care about these people and want he's to like learn he's not overtly hateful no 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 he, at all a lot of people kind of write him off as, at least early in the show kind of write him off as like bossy and a little bit yeah. snarky um but he you can tell that he's trying his best mm-hmm. um which obviously is not sometimes the greatest but like he he he's trying mm-hmm. which is I, I think
1: it's pretty good
0: for at least it being the year two thousand, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that happened in the show is a little bit outdated as well, just in terms of like the challenges and the and the production value and stuff. Yeah, which I mean, does not uh does not really that stuff does not hold up as well. They show you a wide shot of the
1: challenge, and you don't even it's just like a red rope, and you're like, yeah. okay, yeah, I guess they're running
0: across the rope. And <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but in terms of the actual like. Format of the show, where you have people surviving and building a shelter, and it's cool. Doing challenges and voting people out—that there's definitive proof that that still holds up because that's still the Survivor's still mm-hmm. on the air. They today. haven't changed anything about the, the, the tried and true format. Yeah, the format's still the exact same, and the show is still popular today. So it's that I think is un, unquestionably that that unquestionably I think holds up because you have proof. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really the core of the show is the format and mm-hmm. the casting is j- always
1: good and the casting's getting better. Mm-hmm. So I just think, um, I don't know. I don't
0: see how it couldn't hold up at that point if the people is good and the format I are think, good. I think Survivor as a whole holds up. I think you can definitely make an argument that season one does not. Yes. Um. Specifically. But I think if we're Even talking about if the you, sh- if show you, as a whole, it does. If you
1: argue that the first season doesn't hold up, I'd say that's like a valid point. Um. But... Um, if anything, it's still an enjoyable season to watch. Like, you're not Mm going to be like, this is, this is bad, inherently bad. You might have nitpicks with it, um, because of those reasons it doesn't hold up, but it's still, still a solid format,
0: like we said. Compared to certain events in future seasons, it is, um, miles better. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I think that in the end, Survivor definitely holds up.
1: I guess we can get into a little bit of a Q and A here oh, we have now questions. that we agree that it holds up. <clears throat> Our first question, which we discussed a little bit, but we can get into um, in more detail here. Uh, how it directly, how does it directly compare to current seasons of Survivor? I think it. If you directly like side by side, put it next to a current season of Survivor, you can like take super like. There's like for example, the host giving commentary during. Uh, challenges, you know, in the in the current seasons, he's has energetic, bubbly commentary. He's he's yelling, and yeah. it's super fun to seasons, watch him.
0: You're building a puzzle, and Jeff is like on his knees behind you, screaming, uh-huh. like, "You gotta dig!" <laughs> um, and, like, encouraging people. Back in the early seasons, he didn't say anything. He in the said, early seasons, he's a silent observer. He said, go, and then he <laughs> just stands off, kind of on the side, doing nothing until someone wins, and he goes, congratulations. Yeah, that that part is different. I mean, like, I think just in general, they, ca- like, the casts, I think, are, I think, better. Um, I, I mean, mean the casts currently are a lot more diverse. Yeah, cur- well, currently, diversity was a big push that recently happened on Survivor, and I believe CBS, um, who is the parent studio mm-hmm. for Survivor, Um has now ha, ha, now has a policy where all of their reality show casts must be must 50 have 50 percent or more um people from minority cultures mm-hmm. um in it which is a huge step because like every early survivor cast is you have what like 16 white people your token you have a token black person whether it be a man or a woman doesn't matter and then you have uh some other either like Hispanic or Asian you yeah, have some that other is, minority. that is typically um and then you
1: have there's like two minorities on every
0: season yeah and then in your of the of the giant pool of white people you have one person is the token gay person and then that's that's mm-hmm. a cast that's the survivor cast for years and years and years yeah but recently they've gone through great lengths of not only fixing that just from like a diversity standpoint but also just making the character every single person on the show is great now they they really do put in the time to yeah. like Make sure that they're giving the. They're putting people on the show that are entertaining and want to be there and all this kind of stuff. So it's definitely. You can definitely tell the difference by watching.
1: I I think if you look at the first season, you're like, wow, it's so progressive. But then you look at 30 seasons after that and you're like, yeah, the casting has really not changed much. So it is good. That's the one thing that I feel like didn't progress over time. And then suddenly, recently, they were able to change that. Which is awesome
0: to see. Very awesome to see. Um, Especially because. I mean this is uh the season is still not over, so you know, cannot uh, fully give my full statements on it, but like Of season forty one. Of season forty one. The cast is excellent. Every single character so far has been like deep and unique and fun yeah. and like someone you can root for, or root against, regardless of their culture or, you know, where they're from. Uh that that just seems that is just like uh a, a mechanism to make you like them more, basically. For sure.
1: Our next question is talking about the music of Survivor, mm-hmm. and it it, it asks, uh, is the music related to the location of
0: the season? It is. Um, yeah.
1: The well, music of Survivor, I think, is is very good, and they have also changed that over the years.
0: Yeah, they've changed it. Recently, so Survivor for the past 10-ish seasons have has not moved locations. It's always been in Fiji, so their music has not changed. Um, they've updated things and stuff, but specifically their music is like... They're reusing tracks from, like... For Because the sure. they, they're not changing location, really. Um, they changed it a little bit for, like... They had a season called Ghost Island where the, they made the songs a bit more spooky-sounding. Um, I think Game Changers, which was season 34, was supposed to be, like, a shipwreck. So they had a lot of... They had, like, pirate sea shanty kind of shipwreck themes for it. Um, But in older seasons where they actually went to different locations... Like, season one was in Borneo, and that was not... There was not... That was more generic, because it was the first mm-hmm. season, but they immediately go to Australia for season two, and the first thing you notice in the first episode of the show is that the main theme song, the Ancient Voices theme mm-hmm. song, that's like very iconic for the show, now has a didgeridoo in it. It's, it's um, very funny. And then, you know, you go to, uh, like, they went to China, and there were some, like, they used Chinese instruments uh, for the, the for the music in the theme song. Uh, same with the one that went to Thailand, or they go to Africa. They, they always change the instrumentations of the songs, depending on where they are um and in recent seasons they can't do that so they change uh the instrumentation based on like this arbitrary theme that they come up with for the season. Mm-hmm.
1: Well the I think the intro theme of Survivor just the general intro theme it, is very iconic and they it is. they like we just said they alter it but there I mean there's some seasons where they don't alter it and they just use the theme um but I think from the season from season 1 to season 41 if you if you if you hear the Theme, you know it's survivor like yeah
0: I, it's it's definitely it's very ingratiated into culture just like a lot of the traditional survivor mannerisms were back in 2000 like say the tribe has spoken is such a like a, a phrase that like everyone knows um, even if you don't watch the show everyone because it was such so, so big in 2000 everyone knows the tribe has spoken what that means same with like the phrase alliance or even the phrase i'm not here to make friends which initiate or was originated on survivor season one and every single person in every single reality show has said at some point uh, that they're not here to make friends and that's something that survivor does just like i never really thought about that
1: yeah that is very cool so yeah what do you think your your final thoughts are about
0: survivor and just it holding up over time so my survivor is my like hands down bar none my favorite show Um, ever on television and it is very fun to go back and watch and see kind of how culture was different back in the early days and obviously it is up for critique um, at certain points and it's interesting to look at at other points Um, but I think overall the show itself just in terms of the concept of the show um, the fundamental mechanics of kind of how the game plays will always hold up that is now so fine-tuned and so like popular that it will struggle to not hold up i think when you get to things like characters and things that they air things that are a bit more dated i can see you saying that it doesn't hold up um uh, but i think that since those are attached to the mechanics of the show the atta- attached to like the actual show aspect of it um it helps a lot and I think that because of that, Survivor season one specifically still holds up, um, and the show in general still holds up, and will continue to hold up for a long time. I a
1: hundred percent agree. I think um, almost every season of the show is a season you can go back, watch, enjoy, mm-hmm. um, and it and it hopefully will be for seasons to come. Yeah. Um, the first season just is good, and it, I think. Our final verdict is that it most definitely holds up
0: yep it holds up
1: nice well thank you very much for helping me out here brendan of
0: course thank you so much for having me
1: uh it's it's been a it's been a great time this is brendan friswara again everyone and um yeah i'm torn kaplan i've been your host for this episode thanks so much for listening
0: find the classic holdup on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts follow us at Audio Video Land for updates, teasers, and behind the scenes content of all Audio Video Land productions. The Classic Hold Up is an Audio Video Land production by digital storytelling students of Michigan State University in collaboration with Impact 89FM.